Hello and welcome back to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and in today's podcast episode I'm reading the very two first chapters of the book that I'm about to release. I'm very very excited about this. It's taken me uh, quite a bit of a while to finish this book um, and I'm super excited to be able to read to you the um, very very first uh, chapters of my book. So sit back, relax, enjoy the very first chapters of Accepting the Unacceptable and Eight Weeks Journey Towards Tinnitus Habituation. On another note, before we get into the episode though, I wanted to ask you guys to uh, show your support. If you know uh, friends, family, people who deal with tinnitus, uh, share this podcast with them, um, subscribe to the podcast, that really helps me and leave us a review if you enjoy the podcast. Uh, as well as any other content that I'm sharing. I'm really, really benefiting from you guys spreading the word. Um, and I do hope that the people who consume this content and who listen to the podcast, that they also start um, appreciating the effects of the knowledge on tinnitus, that um, actually knowledge is one of the first things that really help us with your tinnitus right? Knowledge is so crucially important because it helps us to really get over these misconceptions that people think there's nothing I can do and I'm doomed for the rest of my life experiencing this bothersome tinnitus. And, you know, that's one of the things that with the aim of really educating people about this podcast, I'm proud of being able to do this work, right? I'm proud of already reaching thousands of people around the globe with this podcast. So please, if you want to just help a few more people find this podcast, then uh, give us a positive review. Um, really subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's uh, Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, or just simply listening on SoundCloud or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Um, give us a like, uh, give us a subscribe or a follow. Um, that really helps other people to also discover this podcast. And I'm super happy to be back with this week's episode. So let's do the intro and then get right into the very first two chapters of my new book. If you're interested in getting that book, you can go to outringtinnitus.com. That's O-U-T-R-I-N-G.com slash tinnitus minus book. And you can sign up onto the waiting list where you are immediately notified as soon as the book launches. I am super happy and stoked to launch the book for all of you guys out there. I believe that this is um, combined works of me working as a coach for five years with hundreds of people all over the world. And it will be a low level, entry level product to the world of getting habituated to tinnitus. So I'm really, 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 really stoked and glad that I'm able to share this with you. But let's get into the intro and then uh, I'll read the first two chapters to you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Ooh, before I forget, one final thing before we get into the episode in the first two chapters of the book. Uh, last weekend, I invested two days of my weekend in going on an online uh, tinnitus habituation retreat with um, very, very lovely people. We had a fantastic time Saturday and Sunday, three hours each 
going into everything from starting to dealing with tinnitus really to how you can shift and use tools of cognitive um, uh, retraining in order to really get your brain into the right direction in order to habituate to tinnitus where it is no longer a bother and you can focus on those most important things in life again and uh, I mean of course we can't get you habituated in a two-day retreat but we can set you up in understanding everything that you have to do and that you shouldn't be doing in order to really prepare your brain for being able to habituate to your tinnitus so you go into the group of uh, experiencing but not being bothered by tinnitus and this is the group that I want to help you shift into so um, you know where to find all the information Uh, we're going to create a designated space uh, where you can access the retreat um, very very cheaply and very uh, uh, accessibly to um, being able to take that retreat, going into um, that retreat, using it sort of as your kickoff point, um, breaking it down into small chunky sessions and all of that is going to be available very soon at mytinnitus.club. We already have existing uh, courses there like an introductory course, uh, audio course that you can listen to on the go when you need the support uh, as well as weekly sessions with all the different members. Last week we had another fantastic game night that was great uh, by our host Scott and uh, yeah it's just a lot of fun the community is there for all of you out there who are dealing with tinnitus and want to get closer to habituation and understand how habituation really works and set yourself really up for that and if you're interested in that without uh, talking too long now it's at www.mytinnitus.club and you can find all the information over there as well including a link to a very free trial for two weeks Um, and then you also have the option to sign up for further coaching with me as your host. But let's get into the accepting the unacceptable and eight weeks journey towards tinnitus habituation. And the book kicks off uh, with a little bit of foreword about me, um, but of course, as you are the avid podcast listeners that you are, you don't need the introduction uh, about me because you all have listened to episode number one where I talk about my tinnitus story and about everything that I've been going through over the years. So we are going to leave that part out because I don't think it's as relevant. And if you think it's, it is relevant, uh, then you can read my story or not read my story either in the book as soon as it launches or you can actually listen to my whole story of what my tinnitus journey looks like from podcast episode number one right so the very very first uh, sequence is understanding habituation that's even before chapter one and it starts like this habituation is the process by which the brain learns to reclassify the tinnitus sound as neutral signal rather than one that causes distress or fear it doesn't mean the sound goes away instead habituation allows individuals to become indifferent to their tinnitus Over time, and with consistent practice of the techniques in the book, the hope is for the ringing, buzzing or humming to take a back seat, reducing its prominence in your conscious awareness. Achieving habituation can be a liberating experience. While the noise might still be present, it loses its power to disrupt, allowing for a a return to normalcy and improved well-being. Alright, and now week one, introduction and chapter one. Introduction. Picture a concert, an evening of vibrant music that fills your soul, leaving a ringing in your ears that fades by morning. Now, imagine if that ringing never faded. Welcome to the world of tinnitus, a world that approximately 15% 
of the general public, 15 to 20% of the general public, over 50 million Americans and approximately 70 million EU citizens know all too well. In the face of tinnitus, the constant ringing, humming or buzzing in your ears, it's easy to feel alone and misunderstood. The medical world often provides little solace with few, few solutions beyond learning to live with it. But here's the good news. You can do more than just live with it. You can learn to thrive regardless of the relentless symphony playing in your ears. This is where the power of habituation comes in. Before we embark on this eight-week journey together, let me share a story of one of my clients. Let's call her Anna. Anna came to me after having suffered from tinnitus for six years. Her world had become a cacophony of intrusive sounds and she was frustrated with her failed attempts to fight it. She was mentally exhausted and desperate for silence. As we began to work together, I introduced Anna to the concept that changed her perspective, habituation. The idea is not about defeating the noise, but accepting it. It is about retraining the brain to perceive the noise as a normal part of our environment so it becomes less noticeable, less intrusive, just as we ignore the feeling of a watch on our wrist or glasses on our nose over time. Throughout our sessions, Anna started to see the noise not as an enemy, but as a part of her life. She learned to shift her focus away from it, and with time, her mind began to treat the noise as an unimportant background sound, no longer a source of distress. By the end of our time together, Anna wasn't living in silence, but she was living with a significantly quieter mind. The noise was still there, but it had lost its grip on her life. She had habituated to her tenances. Habituation doesn't promise a miracle cure, but it does offer hope, a way to regain control of your life, and this book is your guide on that journey. In the following pages, we will navigate the complexities of tinnitus together. We'll explore how to leverage techniques from cognitive behavior therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy and apply them to your life. Accepting the Unacceptable, an eight-week journey to tinnitus habituation is designed to guide you week by week through your journey of acceptance and habituation. Each chapter introduces new concepts, techniques, and practices, culminating in a comprehensive tinnitus habituation program. Are you ready to turn on the volume on your tinnitus and turn up the volume of life? If so, let's begin this journey together. Understanding tinnitus, more than just a rigging in your ears. Welcome to the first step on your journey, towards habituation to tinnitus. This chapter will lay the foundation for understanding your tinnitus better. We'll delve into the anatomy of tinnitus, exploring what it is, the different types, and why it happens. We'll start by dispelling common myths and misconceptions about tinnitus that often lead to unnecessary distress and frustration. By the end of this chapter, you will come to see that tinnitus is not an enemy to be fought, but a phenomenon to be understood. We will cover Section 1.1, what is tinnitus? We'll dive into what tinnitus is, its types and causes, and its impact on different areas of life. By providing a clear picture of tinnitus, we aim to demystify it and lay the groundwork for the rest of the program. Section 1.2, debunking tinnitus myth. Tinnitus is surrounded by a plethora of myths and misconceptions. We'll take some of the most common ones and debunk them aiding and reducing the fear and anxiety often associated with tinnitus. Section 1.3. 
Your tinnitus, your experience. Every person's tinnitus experience is unique. In this section, we'll explore the variety of ways tinnitus manifests and how it affects individuals differently. We'll also encourage you to examine your own experiences with tinnitus and start your personal journal. Section 1.4, from fear to understanding. In the final section of chapter one, we'll discuss the concept of habituation in brief and begin shifting the focus from fearing tinnitus to understanding and accepting it as part of our lives. By the end of chapter one, you'll have a deep understanding of tinnitus, your relationship with it, and how this program aims to guide you towards habituation. Section 1.1, what is tinnitus? Welcome to your first step towards understanding tinnitus and reclaiming your peace of mind. If you found your way to this book, chances are you experienced the persistent hum, buzz, ring or whistle that characterizes tinnitus. But what exactly is this phantom sound that seems to have taken up residence in your ears? Tinnitus, as described by the American Tinnitus Association, is the perception of sound where no external noise is present. This can manifest as a wide range of noises from a mild ringing or humming to a more disruptive buzzing, roaring or even shrieking. While it might seem like these sounds are coming from the environment around you, they are in fact internal. The result of miscommunications in your auditory system. It is essential to understand that tinnitus is not a disease but a symptom of an underlying condition. The causes of tinnitus are varied and can include exposure to loud noise, age-related hearing loss, earwax blockage, changes in ear bones, Meniere's disease, TMJ disorders, and even certain medications. This diversity causes, this diversity in causes, this way around, can lead to a variety of tinnitus experiences, and it is this variability, this variability that makes the journey to habituation a deeply personal one. However, it's not all about the physical aspects. One crucial aspect that's often overlooked in tinnitus discussions is its psychological and emotional effects. It's not just a sound in your ears. It can affect your sleep, concentration, emotional well-being, and overall quality of life. Understanding these aspects of tinnitus is vital, not to induce fear, but to empower you with knowledge. When you comprehend the what and why of tinnitus, you can begin to shift your relationship with it, which is the very first step towards habituation. As we journey through this book together, we will further explore these aspects, helping you gain a deeper understanding of your own tinnitus experience and equip you with the tools and strategies to navigate it. Remember, knowledge is power and understanding it is the first step towards habituation. So let's delve in. Section 1.2, the anatomy of hearing and tinnitus. As we delve deeper into understanding tinnitus, it is crucial that we first understand the complex process of hearing. The human auditory system is a marvel of engineering, capturing vibrations in the air and transforming them into sounds we perceive. The journey of sounds begins with the outer ear, which acts as a funnel for sound waves. These waves travel through the ear canal and strike the eardrum, causing it to vibrate. These vibrations then move to the middle ear, where they are amplified by three more small bones called ossicles. From the middle ear, the vibrations are transferred to fluid in the cochlea, a snail-shaped structure in the inner ear. Inside the cochlea are tiny hair cells that move with the fluid's vibrations, creating electrical signals. These signals are sent up the auditory nerve to the brain, which interprets them as sound. In the case of tinnitus, 
This process is disrupted or altered. The exact cause of tinnitus remains a topic of ongoing research, but is generally believed to occur due to damage to the hair cells in the cochlea. This damage could be a result of exposure to loud noises, age-related wear and tear, and other factors. When these hair cells are damaged, they may send random electrical impulses to your brain, even when there are no sound waves to interpret. Your brain, accustomed to receiving and interpreting these signals as sound, perceives these random impulses as the ringing or buzzing we call tinnitus. What's crucial to understand is that tinnitus isn't all in your head. It's a real physiological phenomenon resulting from changes in your auditory system. But it's not all doom and gloom. The human brain is incredibly adaptive and capable of learning to tune out these unnecessary signals, a process we call habituation. In the coming chapters, we'll explore this process in depth, equipping you with the tools and strategies to kickstart your own journey towards habituation. But for now, pat yourself on the back. You've taken an essential first step in understanding the science behind your tinnitus. Stay curious, stay positive, and keep moving forward. Section 1.3, Unraveling the Mystery, Why Me? In our journey towards tinnitus habituation, it's essential to address a question that you've likely asked yourself more than once, why me? It's a natural question to ponder, especially in the early days of experiencing tinnitus. Unfortunately, this line of questioning often leads to feelings of frustration, confusion, and helplessness, none of which serve our goal of habituation. Tinnitus, as we learned earlier, usually arises due to damage to the hair cells within our cochlea. While the precise cause varies from person to person, the common thread among all tinnitus sufferers is exposure to certain risk factors. These can include prolonged exposure to loud noises, age-related hearing loss, or specific medical conditions and medications. But here's a vital caveat. These factors only increase your risk of developing tinnitus. They do not guarantee it. Why do some people get tinnitus while others don't? Even when exposed to the same risk factors, the answer lies in our genetic makeup and the unique ways in which our body reacts to different stimuli. Here, I want to share a story of my clients, John, construction worker who was constantly exposed to loud noises. For years, John worked without ear protection, seemingly unaffected by the clamor of his worksite. One day, he noticed a persistent ringing in his ears that didn't go away. Despite his co-workers' similar exposure to noise, John was the only one who developed tinnitus at his worksite. Why John? There is, no definitive, there is no definitive answer. But remember, tinnitus is not a sign of personal failure or weakness. And while it wasn't common in John's area, it's often common among construction workers. It does not discriminate and can affect anyone, regardless of their lifestyle or personal strength. Rather than dwelling on the why me, let's focus our energy on what we can control, our response to tinnitus. This is where the power of cognitive behavior techniques and acceptance and commitment therapy comes in. As we journey together through this book, you will learn to shift your perspective from why is this happening to me to how can I navigate through this? Remember, our ultimate goal is not to silence tinnitus, but to take away its power to disrupt our lives. Section 1.4, the soundtrack of your life. Understanding your unique tinnitus sound. Understanding tinnitus begins with familiarizing yourself with your own unique tinnitus sound. Is it a high-pitched whistle or a low hum? Is it a persistent noise or one that comes and goes? 
Does it vary in intensity? The sound of tinnitus can be as unique as the person experiencing it. This section will help you map out your personal tinnitus landscape. The, the purpose here is not to amplify your focus on the sound, but rather to objectively understand it. It's a bit like knowing your enemy. The better you understand it, the more equipped you are to deal with it. As we do this, we also lay the groundwork for the acceptance and cognitive behavioral techniques you will be introduced to later in our journey that will cement your path towards habituation. Let me share the story of another client, Lisa. She described her tinnitus as a constant high-pitched whistle, like a boiling kettle. When she started to really listen to it, she noticed that the sound was more noticeable when she was in a quiet environment or when she was stressed. She found it fluctuated with the sleep patterns and diet as well. Understanding these variations helped Lisa realize that her tinnitus wasn't just a sound, but a reflection of her body's overall state, an important step in learning to live with it. As we wrap up this chapter, I encourage you to take some time to understand your unique tinnitus sound, write down what it sounds like, when it's most noticeable, and any factors that seem to affect its intensity. This will not only help you better understand your tinnitus, but it will also be a valuable resource for future chapters as we delve into various habituation strategies. In our next chapter, we'll begin to look at how our brain processes these sounds and the role that this plays in our perception of tinnitus. Our journey toward habituation continues, and remember, you are not alone. That is a fantastic place to tell you a little bit about our community at www.mytinnitus.club. You find uh, everything that we're talking about here in this book in video course formats, as well as in uh, uh, frequent events. And you might even find some new friends while joining one of our game nights uh, where we do some fantastic and fun events where you can even win a small voucher for Amazon and your uh, most recent purchases. Yeah, so if you are interested, then uh, join us. Go to www.mytinnitus.club for a 14 days free trial and really also watch one of the videos on the landing page of testimonials of what the members of mytinnitus.club have to say and how much it helped them on their personal journey towards habituation. I'm just a founder and I'm the host of the community and I'm super grateful to be able to do this, to provide these resources for all of you out there and to really creating a safe space where this habituation journey is accessible for everyone out there. All right, let's get into week two, chapter two, understanding tinnitus and allowing change. Chapter two, your brain on tinnitus, understanding the works of tinnitus. In this chapter, we'll delve deeper into the brain's complex workings and its unique role in tinnitus. Understanding how your brain reacts to tinnitus and how it can be restrained is a key step in your journey toward habituation. This chapter will provide you with a solid foundation on the concepts of neuroplasticity and how they relate to tinnitus. Section 2.1 Neuroplasticity, your brain's ability to adapt. In this section, we will start by breaking down the concepts of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity refers to the brain's incredibly ability to reorganize and adapt itself by creating new neuronal connections throughout life. We will explain how neuroplasticity works, share the latest research, and discuss why it's relevant to tinnitus. Neuroplasticity, your brain's ability to adapt. Our brains are complex, dynamic, and incredibly fantastic systems that continuously adapt and change. One of the brain's most astonishing features is its plasticity. 
its ability to alter its structure and function in response to experience. This property, known as neuroplasticity, is a central theme in modern neuroscience and has profound implications for understanding and treating conditions like tinnitus. Neuroplasticity isn't about your brain turning into a piece of plastic. The term stems from the Greek word plastos, which means molded. It's the process by which our brains modify their connections and rewire themselves throughout our lives, adapting to new experiences, learning, and even injury. Imagine your brain is a dense forest and thoughts are the walkers that create path through it. The more a path is walked, a thought is thought, the clearer and more defined it becomes, while lesser used paths become overgrown and eventually disappear. This is your brain at work, continuously reorganizing and adapting itself. So what does neuroplasticity have to do with tinnitus? Quite a lot, actually. Tinnitus, often perceived as a persistent ringing or buzzing, is not just an ear issue, but a brain one. When we do deal with tinnitus, our brain forms a path that loops the tinnitus sound back to us over and over and over. The looping path becomes a well-trodden road in our brain. It's like the irrigating song that gets stuck in your head, except it's a buzzing, hissing or ringing sound. But here's where the power of neuroplasticity shines. Just as our brain can learn to perceive tinnitus, it can also learn to unperceive it. The same neuroplastic abilities that allow the tinnitus to loop to form also enable the tinnitus to fade into the background, to be reclassified by your brain as unimportant. This unlearning process or habituation is at the heart of overcoming tinnitus. And it's what we'll explore in the coming chapters. Remember, your brain is not your enemy. It's an incredibly adaptable ally. And with the right tools and understanding, we can guide it towards habituation. As we proceed through this journey, we will harness the power of neuroplasticity to bring about positive, lasting changes. The journey might be challenging, but it's also empowering. Your capacity to reshape your brain's relationship with tinnitus is truly remarkable, and I'm excited to guide you through this transformative process. So let's venture further into this journey, deep into the realm of the auditory pathway. Section 2.2 the auditory pathway and tinnitus, making sense of the noise. The auditory pathway refers to the chain of nerve cells that carries sound signals from our ears to the brain. It's an intricate network that allows us to perceive and make sense of the world of sound. However, in people with tinnitus, this pathway is involved in creating an auditory perception when there is no external sound source, the persistent ring or buzz of tinnitus. To understand how this happens, Let's recall quickly and take a brief tour of the workings of the auditory pathway. The journey of sound begins at your ear, where the outer ear collects the waves, channeling into the middle ear. Here, the sound waves strike your eardrum and set the tiny bones of the middle ear in motion. This motion amplifies the sound waves, sending them into the inner ear or the cochlea. The cochlea is where the magic happens. The sound waves are transformed into electrical signals that by the auditory that the auditory nerve carries to the brain in your brain these signals are decoded into the sounds we perceive in people with tinnitus something goes wrong along this auditory pathway it could be damage to the hair cells and the cochlea exposure to loud noises or an issue with how the brain processes the sound the result the brain receives receives signals even when there are no actual sounds to decode resulting in the perception of tinnitus Understanding the workings of the auditory pathway helps you recognize that tinnitus is not just in your head, but a real phenomenon resulting from changes in your auditory system and how your brain process processes sound. 
However, it's important to remember that tinnitus isn't a sign of something wrong with your brain. This is why this section is here. Your brain is just doing its job. It's interpreting the signals it receives. In the case of tinnitus, those signals happen to be inaccurate. The crucial part is not to stop these signals, which we often can't do, but to change how our brain perceives and responds to them. This is the process of habituation, which we're going to delve deeper into in the next sections. Now that, now that we have understood the science behind tinnitus, we've navigated the auditory pathway and we've met tinnitus on its own turf, let's move forward and change the tools that will empower us to change our tinnitus journey. How tinnitus hijacks your brains. Tinnitus in its essence is much more than a condition of the ear. It's a story of the brain. When tinnitus takes hold, it feels as if your auditory system has been hijacked by a relentless invader. The ceaseless ringing, buzzing or humming feels like a constant bombardment that seemingly takes over your every waking moment. But have you ever wondered why? Why does it persist no matter how hard you try to ignore it or mask it with other sounds? Why does it insist on being in the center of attention, dominating your soundscape and demanding your attention? To understand this, we need to delve a little bit deeper into the nature of our brains and how it processes information. Normally, our brain is a fantastic noise-canceling machine. It continuously filters out background noises, helping us to focus on what is essential. Think about a time when you were engrossed in a book or a task and you didn't even notice the ticking of a clock or the hum of an air conditioner. Your brain filtered out those irrelevant noises to let you concentrate. However, with tinnitus, this filtering system goes, uh, goes awry. Instead of discarding the tinnitus noise as insignificant, the brain amplifies it. The brain starts treating the tinnitus sound as an important signal that needs attention. But why would our brain do this? This happens because our brain interprets the tinnitus sound as a threat, similar to how it would react to the sound of a smoke alarm or baby crying. This interpretation of threat leads to an increase in focus and anxiety, which further strengthens the brain's attention on the tinnitus sound, creating a vicious cycle. In this section, we'll delve deeper into these neurological aspects of tinnitus, we'll unmask how its seemingly auditory issue transforms into a psychological challenge, a battle not just of the ears, but also the mind. This understanding is the first crucial step towards habituation. Knowing why our brain reacts the way it does gives us the power to change it. The role of stress and anxiety in tinnitus. Tinnitus and stress seem to be entwined in a persistent dance. You've likely noticed that during stressful periods, the intensity of your tinnitus seems to ratchet up, amplifying the sounds that already command so much of your attention. This is not a coincidence. Stress and anxiety exacerbate tinnitus, creating a cycle that can feel impossible to break. But why does this happen? Why does your tinnitus seem louder and more intrusive when you're stressed or anxious? Stress heightens our body's response to perceived threats, a part of our survival mechanism dating back to our ancestors. When we're stressed, our body goes into a state of high alert, amplifying our senses as we brace for danger. This means we become more aware of sounds, including tinnitus. Furthermore, stress and anxiety can lead to physiological changes that can make tinnitus worse. High levels of stress can lead to muscle tension, particularly in the neck and jaw, which can exacerbate tinnitus. Additionally, stress hormones such as cortisol can alter the way our nerves function, potentially influencing the severity of tinnitus. 
In this section, we'll dissect the connection between stress, anxiety, and tinnitus further. We'll dive into the science behind this relationship, arming you with knowledge that will help you understand why your tinnitus seems worse during stressful times. Next, we'll discuss learning to manage stress and anxiety can be a powerful tool in your habituation journey. By lowering your stress levels and reducing anxiety, you can alter your body's response to tinnitus, helping to break the cycle of stress and noise. In the next section, we'll also introduce you to powerful techniques derived from CBT and acceptance and commitment therapy that can aid in stress management and ultimately tinnitus habituation. Section 2.5, Rewiring Your Brain, an introduction to CBT and acceptance and commitment therapy. As we've explored in the previous sections, tinnitus is not just a physiological issue. It's closely intertwined with our thoughts, emotions, and overall psychological well-being. To effectively address tinnitus, we need to rewire our brain, altering how we perceive and respond to the tinnitus signal. Here enters CBT and acceptance and commitment therapy, two powerful psychological therapies that have shown significant promise in helping individuals with tinnitus. CBT is a type of behavioral therapy that teaches you how to recognize and change thought patterns that lead to negative or harmful behaviors or emotions. With tinnitus, CBT can help you understand and change the way you react to your tinnitus, reducing its impact on your life. On the other hand, ACT is a form of mindfulness-based therapy encouraging people to embrace their thoughts and feelings rather than fighting or feeling guilty for them. It provides a psychological toolkit to handle distressing situations like chronic tinnitus, promoting mental flexibility and acceptance. In this section, we'll introduce you to the fundamental concepts behind CBT and ACT. We'll explore how these therapies can be leveraged to change your perception of tinnitus, reducing its hold over your life. This is where the real work starts. The upcoming chapters will guide you through these practical application of these therapies in your journey to habituation, helping you reclaim your life from tinnitus. Your journey towards a quieter mind continues in earnest from this point forward. Yeah, this was chapter one and two of my uh, soon launching book, Accepting the Unacceptable, an eight weeks journey towards tinnitus habituation. If you liked what you heard, then uh, I suggest you uh, click on the link in the description to this episode. Uh, you can sign up to the waiting list and be notified immediately as soon as the book launches. Um, I'm super excited to be able to share this. This is really something that um, I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And I think it will be very beneficial for a lot of people out there with tinnitus. Um, it would be amazing to hear your feedback. If you have any feedback, then you can email me to frida at outringtinnitus.com. Um, to find the link where you can uh, find the book, you go to outring, that's O-U-T-R-E-N-G, outring, tinnitus, T-I-N-N-I-T-U-S, dot com slash tinnitus minus book. And you'll find everything you need to know about the launch of our book, where it's going to be available, how to purchase it, etc. And yeah, of course, I, I hope that this has been useful for you. Please uh, subscribe and share this episode with the people you who most need it, people in your community, people you know uh, who deal with tinnitus in certain spaces. Uh, share it with them if you thought it was helpful um, uh, and subscribe to our podcast. That really helps me as well. And um, yeah, maybe I'll see you in our community. You know where to go in order to get your free two weeks trial. Go to www.mytinnitus.club and become part of our tinnitus habituation family.
From my heart to yours, it's Friday evening here in Berlin, 8 p.m. podcast episode releases every single week. Uh, from my heart to yours, I wish you absolutely all the best. We have fantastic new podcast episodes coming up. Uh, the interviews already conducted with Dr. Michael Golenhofen, a ENT and tinnitus specialist for 25 years here in Germany, and Dr. Jennifer Gans, um, mindful tinnitus relief um, uh, in the US. She is a fantastic tinnitus practitioner, and we've also had a fantastic interview with her. So uh, keep a lookout for the book, and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to hearing your feedback, and I'm wishing you absolutely all the best wherever you are, from my heart, heart to yours. Um, I'm wishing you a fantastic weekend and I'll see you very soon either in the community or uh, here on the podcast. All right. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at See you next time.